And uh, the first person I'm going to be chatting to is Lisa Chayat, who people will know from the, the many years she spent on Cape Talk uh, doing a show here. And she's going to be telling us the, the, about the project she's busy with at the moment. And then I'm going to be chatting with Laduma Nkokolo, who is the founder of Matkoza. And he has these wonderful, diagonal, very strong designs and uh, he's also caught the attention of Beyonce's eye uh, after he was uh, showing his works in New York. I'm going to be chatting with Galina Juritz, uh, who's composed some work, which is going to be playing at Baxter, called Madness, Songs of Hope and Despair. And also in that theme of music and how music can affect your your mood, um, uh, on the back of uh, something that Azania had on her show today, what is your favorite breakup song? So that's all in the mix tonight. But starting the show is the veteran broadcaster, Lisa Chayat. Lisa, good evening. How are you? I'm fine. It's funny to be called a veteran. Well, you are a veteran. <laughs> Ten years clocks you down as a veteran. <laughs> and How are you? I'm good. And it must be also so weird for you to be on the other end of of the show I mean you know for so many years you were on this end yes I've done it a few times on the phone as they say um, but it's cool lovely to talk to you and you've 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 now moved into TV I think is what I'm saying is that that's that's the journey you've been on recently yes yes for the last couple of years in fact I yeah. think for the last I think seven, seven years. So it's many years. Yeah. And via Facebook, Adam says it'd be nice to hear Lisa Chide's voice once again. And <laughs> then um, Morris says, I missed Lisa. One day she was there and the next she was gone. And so it's really nice. People are wanting to find out what what you're doing because, it, you know, people often say, you know, you know, what, what, what is this person up to? And, and whilst we can give them an idea, it's really nicer for you to do that. Sure. So well, thanks for... Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I wanted to talk about the two projects, the two main projects that, that you've been busy on. The, the Life Stories project is is something you started with, but the thing that you, you're more currently busy at the moment with is I, the I Am Woman Leap of Faith. Yes, it's kind of, um, when I say seven years, the I Am Woman Leap of Faith, or as I like to call it, Leap of Faith, um, was a project which has just finished. We just finished the third season on SABC3, so although everybody goes off about cloudy, etc., I've had a pretty good run with, <laughs> with the SABC. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm watching the parliamentary hearings with great interest, but, mm. um, uh, you know, our, our team, Plexus Films and myself as producers have, um, you know, really been one, one of the few, I guess, out of Cape Town who are producing for our a hapless public broadcaster. So that's been quite interesting, quite strange in a way, you know. But, to but, but don't you think that's the dysfunction and yes. to be part of the of, of the people who are delivering content? But don't you think that's because I mean the, the whole the body of your career has really been about stories and the power of stories. And yeah. and with the series, you've found uh, something that that people are, are hooking on to the power of a story. Absolutely. So um, it was many, many years ago, it must have been more than seven years ago, probably eight years ago, where we found out that the SABC was looking for a series about women. Um, and they were looking for people to pitch ideas that had an angle that would, uh, in, their, in, in, you know, in their brief document, I think they mentioned the word, they wanted the sort of kaleidoscope of women across the country 
um, and we came up with an angle called Leap of Faith, which I know you'll like, Lindsay, because you, you like the journey of life, as I do. Mm. I think we share that. And it really is what we came up with um, is it's about those pivotal moments of change in our lives um, where we either force into a position or we choose it and we have to jump over a chasm, whatever that might be. So it could be something that's happening internally or it could be something you're facing in your life. And that just was the kernel, like kind of the DNA of the idea. And we called it Leap of Faith. And then we went out and we've done... Uh, we've done our, just our third our third season, so I think it's 61 films all in all over the last couple of years. And in all sorts of nooks and crannies of the country, small team going out and recording the stories, which is really just a, a narrative of a woman's life, one woman's life per episode. And the kind of the, 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 the turns and the twists and those moments where we said, where we say to her, so you took a leap of faith, and then she responds, and they're very different. You'll see on the website. I can give it out of the data, but it's just been an amazing journey, and people have been so willing to speak. I was just thinking in the car on the way home now, Lindsay. You know, maybe thinking about why people share their stories, and mm. I actually mm. was thinking that of the 61 stories that we've done, I would say that only about four. And this is a gut feeling. I can't think of women would have done it because they wanted the the lamps, as I call it, or the publicity. Mm. The rest we phoned and we research and we ask and we talk to them and I think that they share because they want to connect and they've been on a big journey. Regular women, we don't do very well-known people at all. We try to stay away from them. Mm. But they want to share from their heart. You know, mm. we're all in this together. Mm. There's nothing really unfamiliar, but when somebody on a TV screen or on a radio steps forward and shares their story from their heart, I think it's very powerful. It makes us all feel human, and it makes us feel connected. I mean, that's what you do in, in your process. And so I think I've just mm. been doing it with, with our team in a, in a different medium. It yes, is just yes. about the story. Yeah, the medium is just different. And and there's there's um, th- there's something, of course, about talk radio that really, for me, um, invites the telling of stories and yeah. and the thing I was chatting with a woman last night who whose story she shared a personal story on Facebook and everyone was inspired by it and I think that's what you're really getting to it's when everyday women tell their stories and what's going yeah. on behind our everyday happy smiles you know it's 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 the human the human element that's so powerful I think that you know as the world gets more and more crazy our happy smiles you know, if we have them, I hope we don't anymore. I mean, you know, as I get older, <laughs> uh, I try to make the happiness as authentic as possible. You know, if someone says, how are you? And I'm feeling stuck. I'm going to say it. But I think it's harder and harder to keep up the happy chipper approach. And I think that authentic telling, um, you know, like your guest from last night did, just allows people to feel real. Mm. Um, and we forced into being more real than we've ever been before, I think. You know, mm. um, this is it. it. You know, this is it. It's down to the wire and we're doing life. But what I really found interesting with a lot of the women is we saw from researching and asking, you know, we just ask everyone we know who's got a story. Mm. Often when we approached a lot of the women, they said, oh, my story's not interesting. Meantime, it's glaringly mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. So people have this thing that they're not that, interesting mm. but it's in their you know how regular they are and how powerful it is and in mm. just the regular stories and in those moments where they really had to dig deep and they some women don't think that what they did was extraordinary mm. but it is extraordinary mm. and i love that mm. because that's just so regular 
It's funny that you talk about the smile, but that for me, there's something when we dig deep and we, we yeah. get through. For me, it makes me smile. It makes me laugh with joy, the survival, and especially the survival of women. Because there, yeah. there is, you know, I, I, it is powerful when men survive. But, but given where we've come from, I think we, we really need to honor that journey that many women have had. And I think the reality is that we all, all of us, Wherever we are in the world, however we old old we are, whatever community we come from, we're taking multiple leaps of faith each mm. day. Mm. Um, a leap is something where you—it's not easy, you know. It's not going as you thought it would go. It takes courage. You need to dig deep, or course correct, or change, or even the nuanced moments. We, you know, we're making choices. We're stepping forward. Uh, we're choosing not to just sit down and collapse. Um, but the leaps can also be internal, a shift of perspective, mm. a new approach, uh, a desire to reach out and, and hang out with people that you haven't before. Crossing your own personal blocks is a huge leap. Mm. You know, to Perhaps just letting go. The way in, say again? Perhaps just letting go. 100%. You know, we've done some stories where you know that there's a story and then you're not sure what the leap is. I love that. <laughs> and then we would go and visit, you know, I know this woman, I know she's amazing. Mm. There's a leap in there or mm. lots. Mm. And then you go and sit for two or three hours and you talk and then you go, oh, you know what it is. And we look at each other or she says it or I say it or the other researchers and we go, the leap was letting go. Yeah. And that's huge because mm. we connect things so tight. If you can have the courage to let go and allow what needs to come to come, that is huge. So the internal shifts, I mean, you know me, Lindsay, I find the internal shifts the most fascinating. Mm. Um, seemingly small, but just huge mm. uh, in, 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 in the women's lives that we've you know, we've, we've been lucky enough to film. Small shift, big outcome. I'm chatting with Lisa Chayat. Uh, Lisa, via Facebook, um, Rosebud, who shared a house with you, um, was remembering your <laughs> days of being, you know, mermaids and sitting on towers. And <laughs> um, um, I suppose everything we do really is a, a composite of everything we've done up to, up to the point where we take on a new project. Yeah, I think so. But I think the secret, if you can swing it, is to keep the adventure going. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember those years. And also, just, just have the courage, I think, if you can, um, to start new things um, and to have a vision for something and try your best to make it happen, mm. uh, not to drop out. I've certainly dropped out of over the years, loads of ideas and things, but some of them have taken and um, I'm very really kind of proud of that. And it is a, you know, I think it's, I think it's got to do with that. So I always say the naivety of youth is fantastic. You've got to get it back because when you don't think of all the issues and stumbling blocks and things that might come up along the way with projects or life or whatever, you just go for it. Mm. I think you've just got to go for it. And if I think back to those years of um, sort of fundraising at the waterfront or whatever, you know, you just, you have that youthful naivety and you just go for it. So mm. that's mm. what I have to try and dig, dig back into in order to, you know, keep generating new things and then keep, keep doing the things that I have. And not just me, but all of us. Exactly, exactly. Joyce yeah, via the SMS us. says, so good to hear you again. I've missed you, which is quite sweet. Um, Lisa, your previous project, um, I know it's it's not the, the big project, but it also is about stories, you know, and, and the Life Stories project, I think, is such an important uh, and powerful project because it reminds us that sometimes we, we, we don't capture 
the, the valuable stories that, that of people in our lives, and or maybe we're not able to, and the next thing they're gone. Yeah, well, that is my that's my heart project. Um, I started it, I think, uh, about six months after uh, my Cape Talk stint came to an end, and I was looking for something to do, and um, I was sitting around the kitchen table with my folks, and they said, "What do you love doing?" And I said, "I, I interview people." speak to people, capture it somehow. Mm. And um, I'd interviewed my grandfather many years before. He'd since passed on. And I then uploaded that interview, edited it with a friend, and uploaded it online to give to my brother's daughter who was doing a REACH project at school. And I just, with my folks, I just came up with this idea of life stories. Go out and offer people the opportunity to record their life stories for their children and children's children and future generations. So I took out a little um, advert, got a website, lifestories.coza, it's still around, took out an ad in the local newspaper and got my first client. And um, it also kind of goes back to the idea of talking across time. So imagine Mm. if we all had a, I don't know, great-grandmother or a grandmother who had written a diary and had addressed it directly to us. Mm. So what we do in our team is we go out and we have people co-produce with me and and my team um, a life story, either on film or audio, a recording or book form, where they literally are addressing their future generations, saying, you know, hi, I'm Lindsay, this is my story, um, and this is where you come from. So it's a gifting into the future. Mm. And um, that's that's what that's about. And, And that's work because people want to have it done, but they don't get around to doing it. So mm. we come in and say, you know, don't leave it until it's too late. We'll get it done. And um, it's incredibly rewarding. We, it's basically, we would ask people, and my oldest interviewee was 102. Wonderful. And we, yeah, yeah. Dory Bowles, unbelievable. We did an interview, about, I think it was seven years ago. Okay. She was amazing. She just, she talked about all things and hints and tips about life. And... Um, uh, kind of, we we go in there and we do the interviews and they talk and then you know we we allow them to watch it obviously, um, and they talk about their ancestry. So imagine someone who's 102 or 86 or 85 or even 60 or 50, whatever it is, talking about their great grandparents or grandparents because when we're not around, those stories will go. Mm. So it takes us back into all sorts of places around the world, into India, into Eastern Europe, into the Americas, into Africa, and you hear them tell their stories. And then we um, climb into attics and open up boxes and find all the old pictures and scan them in and then layer them into the narrative. So it's Mm. them telling their story. It's not a documentary. Mm. It's a person sitting down talking, and then we will use various pictures and maps and all sorts of things to illustrate it for the grandchildren are always the audience in our mm, mind mm, and mm. future generations. So we keep them short, sort of one mm, hour. Mm. So people can, yeah, can, can, can keep their focus. Mm. I've got a WhatsApp from Tebo who says it's good to have Lisa on Cape Talk again. Uh, and says the lunchtime slot was never the same. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, now, the, the, the work you're doing, um, you're doing a lot of traveling now. What's that been like? Yes. Yeah, no, the travel's been great. I was involved, I do lots of different things, um, and I was involved, and I still am, I'm going next week to Senegal, and it's kind of a a development program for Bloomberg TV, corporate-funded films, about what big money, big name money, um, uh, big brand names, I suppose, are doing in Africa in terms of inclusive development. So for the last 
two, two and a half years, I've been involved with teams going into Africa and filming these stories and putting them onto Bloomberg TV um, around the world. So I've been very lucky to travel to many, many countries of small teams and have lots of adventures um, and then do the work of telling the stories of people who are being affected on the ground. Just again, same thing, just a different context. So the human narrative of people whose lives are changing or things are shifting and it can speak to, uh, it would be the sustainable development goals. You know, there were the United Nations development goals and then they became the sustainable goals. It's about alleviating poverty, job creation, entrepreneurship, you know, access to uh, sort of, you know, access to funding in order to create jobs, education, health. So it's all of those goals and then these stories fit into those goals. So we've been doing a lot of traveling, which has been great. And isn't it funny, the the, the funny things that you glean out of people's Facebook <laughs> posts, but one of the things that struck me is your shock and horror, how much you had to spend on a salad uh, somewhere in Africa. <laughs> yes, I think there was also one, if you saw that one, of course, we're friends on Facebook, everyone, yeah. so we see everything about each other's lives. Yeah. But we were in Angola, we went there three times, and Luanda is... Uh, you know, the, and we were there just before the oil price went down. So people were sort of rocking and it's all these expat prices which you can't avoid. You know, about 160 rand for a bottle of mineral water. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know where we were somewhere else, but the, thank God we don't have to pay, Lindsay. I could never go if I was going on my own, you know, on my own ticket, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure, expenses. I remember we were in uh, Ivory Coast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how expensive things are because you have to pay in US dollars and they know yes. that you, sort of the foreigners coming in like a film crew and they clap you. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. always, often when you're traveling in Africa, is that sense that you've got a dual world. There, there is this dollar price and then there's another real price which the everyday person pays and they're so opposite. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, well, I mean, you go in there and you think in Luanda where, you know, Angola, uh, still unbelievable poverty and you've got people paying 160 rand for a mineral water or 20,000 US dollars a month, Lindsay, yeah. um, to rent an apartment on the, on the, you know, on the, on the beachfront there, which people are paying for. Mm. Um, and then you have people sitting for four hours or three and a half hours one way in the traffic to try and take public transport to get to work because they can't afford to live in town and they've been relegated to, housing projects hours outside of the city. It's crazy. Mm, mm. Um, but safety-wise, um, I've felt completely safe and only feel unsafe at times in South Africa. Often, sometimes it was an all-woman crew, mm. not as, you know, on, on some occasions, mm. and unbelievably safe. Rwanda, elsewhere, um, we're out there, we're doing our thing, and I've never, ever felt unsafe. Um, and people say when you travel... In Africa, oh, aren't you worried about safety? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Only yeah. when I come home, which Definitely. is so sad. It is sad. But that is the truth of it. For I think anyone listening who's done a lot of traveling in Africa, uh, Constance, Constance uh, via the WhatsApp says, I call it the invincibility of youth, which before you blink becomes the vulnerability of old age. So you youngies make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you called me a veteran earlier. I don't know if I'm a youngie anymore, but, you know, I'm just... I'm doing age, um, you know, age, I'm an age ostrich, you know, put the head in the sand and just keep going. Well, I mean, you're talking about um, stories of women. I mean, it, you know, we, we're beholden to cycles, so yeah. <laughs> it, it is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. Sure. So, Lisa, sure. um, you know, you, you finished the third season. Um, is that it now? 
Well, I mean, the way that these, uh, it might be for people to know that you're never kind of guaranteed that you'll have another season of something, mm, um, mm. even if it's done well, which uh, hopefully ours has done. Um, the response has been great. Um, and usually what happens is when it gets commissioned, hopefully we will get for, a, for, for the fourth season, is um, it gets commissioned and then you need to wait for, you know, the funds to come in before you start working because you'd be silly to start working without that. Um, and then it's, of course, a mad rush to broadcast to the finish line. Mm. Um, so um, it goes quiet for a long time and then it gets completely manic, um, which which is stressful, but it's also lekker because you've got deadlines and you've, you've got to do it. Mm. The budgets are really not friendly, mm. um, um, but we make it happen because we want to do the work. Mm. So I'm hoping that there will be a fourth season. I think there should be. I think it's good programming and um, I think we're telling important stories. Well, as you started uh, the conversation, the SABC, I mean, you know, people are asking you, how is it possible that you've managed to get three seasons? Um, Somebody has to, you know, it's like a friend of mine who said, you know, um, there's so many causes out there, pick one. Um, Someone has to, you know, they do have to populate airtime with content. Mm. And... um, we, you know, they, they they tend to recommission things, um, and uh, you know, payments were made and things you know, ran. So at an operational level, uh, for us, it, it's been difficult. But we've never not been paid, and we've never had to deal with all the crazy things that are going on. I mean, we're making a series which is about women's stories. So you know, it's not a couple of times they've sort of come back to say, you know, you need right to reply. Let's talk to our lawyers. But the nature of what we're doing is non, it's non-controversial. Um, uh, it's sort of heartfelt uh, storytelling. Uh. So, you know, we're safe uh, in, 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 that, in that sense. Mm. But operationally, uh, it would be nice if they got back to us earlier, if it's a yes, so we can start working earlier. Mm. But amazingly, it, it has worked. Um, mm. You know, there are people who are producing content, not enough, which you'll see because they rerun. I mean, we love the reruns because mm. our stuff gets to be seen again and again. But when you see stuff running a, a lot, um, it means that not enough new stuff is coming in. Mm. Um, so there's a downside to that, even if it benefits you. Uh, I think, well, I'm excited when people say, oh, we saw season two or whatever, because they have a shelf life. You know, they're not mm. time bound. Mm. Um, so I get very excited about it, but it does speak to a public broadcaster that needs to be commissioning a whole lot more uh, local content. Mm. Um, I say local content because it should be local content. Mm. Um, yeah. And also see the value of, of women's stories. Yeah, or everybody's stories. Everyone jokes and says, Lisa, when are you guys going to do I Am Man? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always, I, I don't, the, the, the commission was about a woman's series, and so we got stuck in and it grew from there. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd love to do A Leap of Faith, which is just about everyone's journeys. I mean, mm. I remember lots of stories I did when I was on air at Cape Talk and elsewhere, which would be amazing to revisit, you know, visually so people can see what people look like and sort of unpack it in, in that medium. Um, but uh, I think what happens is that things get commissioned um, in, in to, to speak to certain uh, thematic strands that need to be filled. So they needed a flagship women's program on SABC3, and mm. we were lucky enough to be it. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're not complaining. We're saying we want to do more. 
Mm. and we'll tell more women's stories. Well, wonderful to chat with you and um, all strength to you because it's not just that project. As you say, it's just about going there and, and just doing it and following uh, it. It's what you do every it. night. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you do every night. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Thank you, yeah. Lindsay. Thank you. You take care, Lisa.